0: Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios in Jupiter, Florida for Cardinal Spring Training. And today begins our first of many Cardinal interviews this spring. And the first is with Jack Flaherty, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Talented, outspoken, Intense. Those would be words that I actually think would be euphemisms uh, for Jack Flaherty. Talented would be an understatement, outspoken uh, in comparison to the rest of Major League Baseball. I would say he is in the top 5% of speaking his mind. Um, and intense, and I don't really know too many players in Major League Baseball that I can think of who I think of as being more intense than Jack Flaherty. And if you weren't aware of the latter two, you will certainly become more aware of them over the next half hour as you hear my conversation from Roger Dean Stadium uh, and just outside the Cardinal Clubhouse with the Cardinal starter, Jack Flaherty. It's all presented to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at Evergreen. STL.com on board with the podcast. Support the sponsors who make it possible for us to do these interviews and questions from the audience every week here on The Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Mark's number is 314 889 0503. That's 314 889 0503. Or go online at evergreenstl.com. Everybody needs somebody to help them with their finances. And I'm telling you from a place of certainty that Mark Hanna is that person. He's online at evergreenstl.com. As tax time approaches, make sure you are on top of it. And one 10-minute phone call to 314-889-0503 will make you feel better about your current status and getting you on the right path. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. Nothing typifies Jack Clarity more than just kind of a a little, uh, little dig on Twitter right after some breaking news in baseball. That's just kind of the way he operates. And on Saturday afternoon, Carlos Correa did an interview with Ken Rosenthal, the MLB Network, on the Astros scandal. And Correa was critical of Cody Bellinger for saying that Jose Altuve stole the MVP in 2017 from Aaron Judge. And that the Astros uh, stole the World Series from the Dodgers. And Correa, attempting to defend his teammate, Altuve, and his teammates with uh, an interview with Rosenthal, said, I have uh, no problem with people giving us trouble about what happened in 2017. We're wrong. But Cody Bellinger's responsibility is to get the facts. And he is saying some things that are factually inaccurate. And Jack Flaherty... Uh, without directing it at anybody just tweets out right as that interview comes out give us the facts then that's his style we talk about the Astros and the cheating scandal in this interview but we start things off with something that you know in St. Louis was certainly a huge deal but where Jack Flaherty was born and raised um, was the biggest deal and that is the passing of Kobe Bryant last month Jack Flaherty took a lot of the intensity in the way he practices and plays the game growing up in Los Angeles from watching Kobe Bryant. And that's where we start our conversation this week from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios with Cardinal starter, Jack Flaherty. Jack, what's up, man? How are you hey. doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you so much for sitting down with me here. I know you're big LA guy, and I wanna start with this. What happened a few weeks ago with Kobe Bryant? And how that hits you, because for people in St. Louis, no NBA team, it kind of rocked them. But for somebody like you, as a fan, what that, what that meant, because I saw a lot of your social media and talking about it. So what did that mean to you, and what do you mean when you, you know, coming up? Um, Kobe was a guy for me that was really easy to,
1: to gravitate to and uh, to really look up to as a as a player, um, especially growing up in LA and. You know that was kind of right as I was growing up and was going through middle school and and elementary sc- or elementary school and high school, and that was that was that was the guy. You know I played ball growing up. Uh, one of my best friends on the team, who, you know, we kind of pushed each other and we talked about it once it happened. I we we talked to him because I knew that was his guy. He slept under seven pictures of Kobe really? right, right above his bed, and we talked about just the way. You know I thanked him for for pushing me. In that aspect, on the court, just mentally, it helped me more than anything. Um, But again, that goes back to Kobe was his guy. Kobe was my guy. Like that's just who we we looked up to, and that's the guy that we. Not even for me, not from a basketball standpoint, but just from a mental standpoint and a work ethic standpoint, was somebody I could look at, and try to emulate. And you know, hearing that news was just just hit you hard and it was really numbing it was it was just uh,
0: one of those deals where you remember where you were where you got I mean I realize this is only yeah, a few weeks ago now yeah, but you probably will now. always you know yeah, I'll,
1: I'll always remember it. I'll yeah. remember that day um, and just the feelings and um, I had a couple of people that knew that had a personal relationship with him so I went over there checked on them and just kind of hung out with them for yeah. the day. Uh, thankfully I was with one of my one of my best friends uh, who was a huge Kobe guys well so we we were together and um, yeah, it was just one of those things that y- you feel it in all of LA. You could feel that it just was, there was a hole in in yeah. Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was wondering about. I mean, you know, I'm I'm 43, and I guess the parallel would be if something happened to Jordan, like a handful of years after his career, and he just started to be able to enjoy his kids, mm-hmm. and it would have just like wrecked me. And for you, especially growing up there, and then also I do feel like there is. The famous mama mentality that you do personify that from a baseball standpoint that's the thing that it kind of stood out to me when i saw you post him i'm like man you know i don't know jack well he's been on the show but it's like this dude's an intense competitor and i wondered how much of what you saw from him when you were growing up as a laker fan has translated to what you're doing now when you're out on the mound so much i mean i i like two years ago all of spring training
1: and doing it again like i started watching all these interviews on how he talked and how he talked about his work ethic and watching his documentary and just listening to the way that he talked about certain things how he talked about work ethic how he talked about preparation how he talked about you know quote unquote working hard or hard work he never saw it as hard work um because he loved it yeah because he loved it and you know he just knew like he would do whatever he had to do in order to go out and, and be better the next year and uh, you know never forgetting the basics as well he always went back to the basics and, and that's something that I've been told was remember the basics and go back to the basics when things start going wrong but never for, never lose that so it, his whole mom mentality his work ethic the way he was just on the court and his intensity and his focus and his concentration level was always at the top yeah you know he'd never stray away from that he was always there You know, maybe at the very end of his career, you could see it a little bit in his last year, with his last go-around. He started to smile a little bit more and take it all in. But when he was in the middle of his career, it was kill, kill, kill. And for me, that's kind of been trying to find that zone and that feeling of where it just kind of all it is is your instincts, and your only instinct is go out, attack, and you know, kill. Yeah. So just taking that from him and continuing to try to find that zone and that mental headspace of being locked in where there's kind of that my mom talks about she's like you can just see the look on your face and I know it's gonna be a good day or I know it's gonna be a bad really, day. Really, really. And you know, sometimes you have that look, she's like you have that look and sometimes, you know, you're not always gonna execute and that's gonna be a great day, but I know from get go that you're there mentally and you're gonna be able to walk away from the day no matter what and you're gonna feel good about it. Yeah. So it's just trying to find that headspace and that that zone that he seemed to always get
0: into the thing that I thought was interesting I was talking to a few of your teammates and I said you know I mean I figure in the locker room what do we know but the leaders are gonna be Molina and Wayne right seems obvious but everybody named you as well and and, and I, 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 the only reason I go I'm surprised by that is usually it's somebody who's been in the game for 10 years 12 years but here you are young guy Certainly incredibly accomplished already, but people already are looking to you Not just because I think that numbers you're putting up but because of the way you carry yourself It commands respect from your teammates guys who are obviously plenty of them are older than you uh, for me, I just take from from guys that you watch and that, that I've been
1: able to watch in, in Yachty and Wayno and Talking you know, I wasn't there with when big Carp or Chris Carpenter was there and just being able to watch how they worked. Yeah and how they went about their business and, and their focus and their level of, of preparation that they would do and try to emulate that. You, know, you see Wayne on every day and how much work he puts in just to be ready for that fifth day and how much work he puts in on that fifth day to prepare and know things, and just trying to pick their brain, and seeing how Yachty goes about his stuff. You see how much work he puts in the off season when he comes in, and he's, you know, he's the most in shape guy here. Yeah, he uh, is. For as long it as he's and done he's like
0: 36, 37, or something like that. Just, That's not wanna, easy to do, man. Yeah, and you just want to beat him. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're just like, I'm gonna be better than him when we show up spring, and I'm gonna work harder than he did, and then in season, like, I'm gonna put in the work and do whatever I have to do to get ready for that fifth day and make sure that it carries throughout the whole season. Do you love the
0: work? Like yeah. you like literally like love the work like man I can't wait to get in a session or I can't wait to lift or I can't wait to run or whatever it is that you're doing like yeah you, you know love it's that. it's one of those things that it's it's grown
1: on me more and more the more that I've just kind of gotten up earlier and earlier in, in spring training and uh, even in the off season uh, the work that I put in and, and when I'm getting up and you know the long days and going about it getting home late and but mentally staying in it the next day and uh, you know some days you're, you you get home you're exhausted you're like man i'm tired and you realize i gotta go do it again the next day yeah. and that's more the off season grind the in season is just the day-to-day but it, it's it's you always got to find a way to compete against yourself you know you compete against the guy next to all you want but at the end of the day you got to compete against yourself and you know there's there's a i don't remember the quote exactly but uh i'm always watching different videos online and uh inky johnson he talks about yeah this what he talks about you know going out and you know when he was young he would be he would he would go run in the streets or whatever at at, in like 5 a.m. and I think it was his dad or his uncle he he talks about you know I it's something like I need you to compete better than yourself or be better than yourself and he didn't understand and what what he was saying was there's always somebody inside of you that's competing harder Mm -hmm. but you need to compete harder than the other person inside you so you can always compete against yourself but there's always a different level you can tap into yeah so
0: when when you're like like people talk about like tiger or jordan or kobe take your pick whoever we're going to talk about like they're just never satisfied you know it's always okay i can win more i gotta win more it's like an addiction do you think you have that kind of thing going on like, you're just on a, a quest, you know, there has got to be, you know, championships, Cy Young's, whatever. I don't care. I got to be the best. I, I, I just, I want to win at the end of the day. You know, the, the individual
1: stuff will take care of itself. Yeah. But winning and, and winning with this group and with these guys, and that just seems like the most fun. You know, I've been on kind of, quote, winning teams before from high school to travel ball to uh Whatever, even in the minor leagues, teams that are winning and, and it's fun and you get last year and you get to that point and you get all the way to N L C S and you know, it's great and all, but then looking back on it, it's like, you know, what did we do? We won the division, we won the NLDS, but you don't do all you don't put all this work just to get to that point. Yeah, just to get to the final four. But. Yeah, and you know, it was <laughs> it was funny. Uh one of my family friends, I won't say who, but he played in the NBA for a while and he's like why y'all celebrate so much? <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean?" And he said, "Well, you guys, you guys pop bottles twice." And he's oh, like, "You got, I was, and like, you got, you got teams popping bottles like three, four times." He's yeah. like, "We wouldn't celebrate unless it was the end." And I was like, "He's like, why do y'all do that?" And I was like, "Well, I don't, I don't know. That's just the way it is." And he was like, "I mean, that's great, and all y'all advance, but you ain't get the, the big celebration at the end." And so it was one of those things for me, I was like, I look back on it, I was like, yeah, it was great. Winning the division was was awesome. Winning the NLDS, it was like, okay, like, enjoy it for right now, but we got to move forward and get to – get. we got to move on to the next series right. um, no matter who it was. But that was one of the things that stuck with me. And and for me, at the, at the end of the day, you know, you go about – if everybody goes about their work ethic and goes about their process and does their job, if you do your job at the end of the day, win, lose, or draw, you're going to be able to – to look back and be like, did I did it. did I do everything that I could? Right. Did I do everything that I possibly could? And if you can look back at the end of the day and say yes, then that's the, that's just the way the cards fall. And I think, you know, Kobe talks about that. You know, he's obviously pissed off he didn't get six. Right, right. But he also says I did. He he could walk away from the game and say I did everything I possibly go- could yes. to do it. And I and it's crazy to say he came up one short, but he said that's. I did everything I possibly could, and I, there's nothing I could have done.
0: Yeah, when, you, when you've when you turned over every single rock, that's the game. So I talk with a lot of guys, and they're like, yeah, the National Series, it sucked. They went on to win the World Series. What are you going to say? Obviously, it really wasn't a close series when it's a sweep. I could see you being the kind of guy going, man, I don't know. I mean, we were four wins away from a World Series, even though we got swept. How did that thing affect you in the moment and then over the offseason, the way it went down? I mean, I realize you're only responsible for one start, <coughs> but overall—
1: I mean, we lost the first two games. We were in it the whole time. And, you know, there's still that sense of – and for me, I'm like, all right, I get the ball in game three. We got a chance to go 2-1 right. right here. And now they start to panic because right we go – I go out and I win this game. We go up, we go 2-1 and two-one. we're right back in. Mm-hmm. And we got the code on the mound the next day. I know they got Corbin, but I was like, we go win this game. And now it's 2-1 and it's on the road. Who cares? Right, right. Like, we won – games one and five yeah exactly yeah who cares at that point we get two to one and so i was like all right and for that to have you know for it to just not you know be that one day where it just they they were just locked in the whole time and you know you just look at it you kind of take whatever you get home evaluate it see what happened what can you do you know were you were you there you know what just take the good and look at it and you evaluate that and you take the bad and what can you learn from it mm-hmm. you, know, you can always learn something whether you win or, win or you lose. And so for me, it was just, all right, well let's just do a little bit more, work yeah. a little bit harder, but also be smarter. You know, understand it was a long season,
0: but work a little bit harder. You, the, you talked about Carpenter a little earlier. I know you have the relationship with Bob Gibson. When, when I think of Cardinal pitchers over the years who are just like, man, you don't want to go up to him because you're just like, man, this dude. He might just not be in the mood for it today, you know, <laughs> and that's, that's 45, that's 29. And even though you're like the friendliest guy, but man, when you're out there, it's like, I don't, I wouldn't want to mess with that. I wouldn't want to mess with that guy. Is that the natural thing? Or have you kind of learned by osmosis from, from talking with Gibson man. and from Carpenter and no, you know, that's, obviously that's... some Wainwright too? Hope you're enjoying our conversation with Jack Flaherty here on the Tim McKernan Show. Jack Flaherty, the Cardinal starter, in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. These studios, right outside the Cardinal Clubhouse in Jupiter, Florida. Ryan Kelly, the HomeLoanExpert.com. If you're looking to buy a home, get pre-approved with Ryan by going to the HomeLoanExpert.com. And if you want to capitalize. On how high home values are and how low interest rates are, Ryan Kelly is the person to do that with. Go to thehomeloanexpert.com, type in your information, and within a matter of minutes, you are on the path to either getting pre-approved to buy a home or to save yourself money by refinancing. TheHomeLoanExpert.com, the studio sponsor here on the Tim McKernan Show. And James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800. Or go online at CarltonInsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. That's what I did. Did so, oh, in about November of 2018. And four months later, our basement flooded and James Carlton was on the phone with me asking if he could come over and help clean out the basement and I thought my goodness uh, I just want to get this thing taken care of I don't need you coming over and and emptying out water from the basement but that's the kind of customer service that he and his staff practice it's what sets them apart and on top of it they will work to save you money I was about to overspend on a policy and he goes listen you're really spending way more than you need to now of course you know a lot of guys would go well that's good you know his ignorance is is my benefit but not in this case. James said, you know, really, you don't need that. And, uh, and put me on the right track. That's the kind of way uh, he operates, and that's the kind of person you're dealing with. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's something that has been since I was in high school. D- the don't mess with me, Jack Flaherty? Yeah, it's weird. My coach, he talks about, he's like when you, you know, he said, you are always a really good athletic and really gifted as a position player but for some reason you just hit a different mode when you would go on start day and and I've always been that way like there's maybe there's that like there's like a five minute window where I kind of let my guard down of like you can talk to me and then it's like and
0: what is that right before the game or what is? no
1: it's you know in high school it was a different routine and go and stretch then I'd come sit down and right before I went to go play catch you could talk to me and then the second I was out of the dugout to go play catch, it was don't, like. And then I come in the dugout like, you better not be sitting in my seat or. <laughs> what would you do? Just tear wrong. somebody's ass up. <laughs> yeah, and then even so, like that's something that I again, you know, as I went through the minor leagues, it was something I had to re, you know, find that again. So it kind of goes away. You know, you get in the minor leagues, you yeah. kind of feel we- sometimes you kind of feel weird about being yourself. And even getting up to big things, you feel a little, you know, it's like you got to do what works for you, but you don't want to step on toes. And once you're able to understand that, that guys don't care, whatever works for you, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's that mentality I get into. And it's not don't mess with me. It's just that I'm just like, and it's it just carries from there. Like I know these guys got my back, and I got their back the whole way. And I know when I got on that mound, it's like don't mess with me. So it just carries the, the whole thing, and I'm not going to, you know. Whatever, but it's just um, that's just where I'm at, and that's, that's the that's the mental thing. state I have to be in. Yeah, but it's a powerful thing.
0: I don't think everybody does that stuff. Everybody's different. Yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. Everybody needs differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Everybody's it. different. That's true. That's true. So, so let me ask you about this because you're so. I love this. I mean, it's great that you're so good because the, your words carry more weight as a guy who's you know already a star in the game but I have a feeling going to have a you know an incredible career and who knows where that career winds up could wind up in upstate New York and so when i say that you're candid with a few things and certainly with compensation like it's i mean listen as a cardinal fan i'm thrilled that they can afford to have you for a few more years but in principle it's just totally out of you know, it's wrong <laughs> that you're one of the best pitchers in the game and you guys are in the spot that you're in. So how do you how do you view the current structure? Because there is a there is a, a labor situation lurking in a couple of years and you don't hesitate to, to voice your opinion on social media about this stuff. I, I just think as a
1: player or in any job or whatever you have, you have to understand the way things work. And if you don't have an understanding, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you just going about letting other people make decisions that are going to ultimately affect your career. You should have an understanding of what you're doing and what you need to do and what kind of goes on. So for me, it's just about having an understanding and look, the labor situation is what it is. Yeah. You know, the the control is what it is and there's nothing you can do about it right now as a young guy. All you can do is understand what is going to come in a few years and try to have a, a, an understanding of what it is. But also try to have an understanding of your worth and your value. And, um, you know, whatever you feel that's at, you know, don't sell yourself short. Never sell yourself short in anything you do. Um, But also understand why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. And I don't play this. I've never played this game for the money or for what can baseball do for me. I've played this game because I love it. And I'm not getting up at... 6 a.m. in the off season because i'm like i'm gonna go i need to go get money like mm. no i'm doing it for these guys and for just my own mental state and for the work ethic that i want to put in i'm not doing you don't get up at 5 a.m like oh i'm gonna go get paid, to get paid like, right? that's, that's not gonna get you up in the morning like Man. you gotta have, you gotta understand what's your why why do you do what you do you know and whatever that is whatever that is for you you know really understand what it is yeah. and you know, but I also remember why you started playing the game and why you do love it. Like, Do you really love the game? Because if you do, you're going to get up and do the work. If you don't and you're in it for other things, you're probably going to take
0: that day and be like, you know, I'm just not, I'm yeah. not here today. It's right. like, we're going to take the day. Yeah, and you're going to have a bad day. Yeah. You're going to get rocked. If the Cardinals came knocking on your door, and who knows, maybe they already have, and said, hey, we see what you got. We got some money. Let's lock you in. Would that be something that you would be interested in? Uh, I mean, I, you know, it's never
1: something you're gonna you're gonna shy away from. But I don't, I'm not really focused on it right now. You know, whatever happens happens. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't control anything that goes on. All I can do is go out and play the game.
0: Yeah, uh, and, and one final line of questioning here: What took place in the off season with the cheating scandals? One of them down the road here, just 15 minutes, and then one of them across the state, and who knows where else. Talking to some of your teammates, they're like, yeah, I mean, the Astros, but guys, there's, there's some other ones that you just haven't heard the names yet. Uh, Luke Voigt, your former teammate, he came into the studio this offseason in St. Louis, and I was BSing with him, and I said, what's your reaction? I mean, I know you weren't on the 17 Yankees, you were at the Cardinals, but you know those guys in there. And he paused, and he goes, it's about time. He goes, because we knew. I mean, people knew about it. You're a pitcher, though, mm-hmm. you know? What do you think about that? Uh, people talk, man, and, yeah. and you know, and, and you can,
1: you knew when it w- came out that the Nationals were informed, going into the series.
0: Yeah,
1: they knew. Hey, people. So you guys know. had you beat
0: the Nationals. You would have known.
1: I mean, we, you look, look around the league. Guys talk, and, and they. You go into a city you're unfamiliar with. You might reach out to somebody and say, Hey, do we need to be careful? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where. I've tried to not read all the stuff and the full story and what teams might be involved But whatever it is like the game is the, the game is the game and I understand trying to gain a competitive advantage, but When it gets to that point it, it, it turns into something completely different, so That's the hard part to swallow where you know you want to do whatever you can to to gain an advantage, but at some point, it, you do you do cross the line.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, like you specifically, like if you won the Cy Young, but in the back of your mind, now you wouldn't do it. I just can't ever picture you doing it just because of your makeup. But if you're like, yeah, I did this and it gave me an advantage, and I won the Cy Young, it would eat you. You wouldn't want it. You wouldn't want it that way. That's just not your. That's just not your modus operandi. That's not your game. Yeah, I mean, it, it just is the whole thing. If you're
1: whatever, in whatever you do, you never want to cheat yourself. You don't want to cheat the game. You know you want to you just want to play the game the right way and especially for those or those around you and you know your your family and whoever's close and in your corner like you know you always want them to trust you and uh it's just one of those things it's it's unfortunate it it sucks to hear it come out we still don't even know what's true i don't know how we don't know what's all true like or how it's coming out three years later right right um what has MLB known? I don't know. I, I try to stay out of it. I don't like to read stuff I kind avo- of mouth. Do you intentionally
0: avoid crap in general or just I, specifically I just on avoid this one stuff and
1: I try to avoid stuff in general it, It's just I don't like Cause it's noise. Yeah, it really is it, noise. It's just other stuff All you can do is worry about your business now yeah. again stuff like that when it affects people's careers and whatnot that sucks you hate to hear that you hate to like hear. the guy who got rocked and then
0: he never pitches right. majors again you know
1: and, and you hear a guy like freddie freeman tell the story about chris medlin and that kind of breaks your heart because freddie got emotional and yeah. uh you know just from what i've heard from max he's my boy he's like freddie's a great guy yeah. and then to hear that kind of thing about he's talks about medlin and you know he works so hard to get back and then he goes in there and he gets rocked and that was that was it that was it and you can see how it affects certain guys careers and um it sucks, but again, we don't know what all is going on right. in the league. Yeah. We really don't know. I don't know how much Emma. We don't know how much Emma B knows. We just can take what they give us and continue to be cautious when you go certain places. And you
0: guys counter it with the cards. That's the best way to try to counter it. Switch it up. You try. God he
1: went without signs in Pittsburgh for it. You do what you do. Whatever you can to try to counter it. You know, and and uh,
0: could you hit in the majors if you were if you knew what was coming?
1: it would make hey, it easier yes, and i had the sure. i legitimately had this discussion with a what well, another family friend should have been in the hall of fame about and and he hit 299 in his career and, and he was, oh. he was like oh. he, was, he was he was saying he was like it, it doesn't help that much i said do you think you would have hit 300 do you, you would have got that extra at least yeah. 305 310 if you knew what was coming it, let's, say it was, let's just say it was 70% of the time. 70% of the time, you knew what was yeah, coming. Yeah. You would have gotten 25, 30 more hits, yeah. and you would have hit above 300 on your career. It's like probably, I said, that, that, that's the argument. Yeah. That's all it, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And then he finally, he kind of came around and understood. He still says, you still got to hit, I yeah. understand you still got to hit the ball, but what gives you a better chance if you know it's coming or if you right. don't? So we had an argue. we went back and forth for tricking an hour, <laughs> and that's my. I'm on gods, your side man. in this one. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, like, I mean, I'm not looking. You still up. have to hit the ball. I get it. Yeah, but you know, it's like you're still season.
0: getting paid. If you know it's coming, it's like you know. And, and I realize I'm naming names, you're not. But like for Altuve to pull a Chapman slider that's outside, you're kind of going, Wow, that's that's surprising surprising in the moment now that you know what you know you go man what in the world it's just something and else mean, you know, at that
1: point you're playing you're playing a you're playing MLB the show where you get a guest pitch and you know what it is <laughs> that's right you <laughs> literally get to guess pitch and it's like okay cool I know it's gonna go this way and what, like if I knew what you were guessing I'd throw the other I'd throw something else yeah
0: it's a little meta game <laughs> Be like, like,
1: I can't get into your head but you know you know what I'm throwing like if I if I and I get it with runner on second, if they get it, that's a whole different ball game. You gain the advantage, you get a guy on second now. We have to work really hard with the catcher um to combat that, but with nobody on i'm I have the advantage,
0: yeah you better runner be on either.
1: first, I still should am like you're not on second base, so that's my advantage. I got nobody on base, like this is like I get the advantage yeah
0: you know oh the cameras are in there it's a different world isn't it yeah. alright quick hitters get you out of here on this favorite restaurant in St. Louis Pappies. oh isn't it so what do you get there what's going on when you go there
1: everything they kind of I go in and they kind of bring out a platter of, of everything their their briskets are really good their ribs are
0: the ribs are just so sick aren't they yeah Did Wainwright baptize you on that he's a, Son, he's a Pappy's I guy
1: I think he I think he said you gotta go to Pappy's yeah and I didn't for like my first year, and then this past year I went three, four times. Just
0: <laughs> it's, it's the best. When you're watching a show, do you get into shows, or you have time? I could see you being yeah. like, dude, I don't have time. Oh, well, you do? Okay, uh, you
1: TV shows or, or movies. I watch a lot of movies. What,
0: what's your favorite recent one that you saw? Movies? Yeah.
1: What did I see? recently i just watched um one of the movies that was up for an oscar i just watched 1917
0: i haven't seen it yet and i've seen almost all the old ones were up for an oscar so normally
1: i was frustrated because oscars are earlier this year yeah they were they're no, usually at the end of february and this normally year normally in spring training i spend the first two when we're here uh-huh. we the whole afternoons right right And i'll watch every movie that's going to be in the oscars oh you really lock in on this my, yeah my mom and i will go back and forth i'll tell her this is going to win for this and like sometimes I'm right I don't know movies like that, but I can guess. <laughs> you can tell what they're yeah. gonna like. And I was, like, I was like, and so I didn't get to, I didn't get to see. I was told to watch Parasite. Did I you see it? Seen, I have not seen it yet. I
0: hear it's, I hear it's good. I and haven't I seen it
1: either. I, my one of my high school teachers, who I St. Louis native, teaches a film class in my high school. Mm-hmm. I still know him very well. He was like, you need to watch Parasite. You need to watch Parasite. Still haven't watched it, but. Um, what has I watched recently that I have not
0: seen before? What what else was up for? The Irishman, polarizing, it seemed. Didn't I loved it. it. You didn't finish it? No. I watched it and I was like, distracted doing other things. See, that's so I was like, the I thing, need to man. Redo it. it just so happened. See, I'm an Irish guy, so my dad, if it would have been named like. Robert De Niro and Jimmy mm-hmm. Hoffa he would have been like oh let's not see it but as an Irish guy he texts me and he goes hey let's go see that it's like Rudy you want to go see Rudy because he likes Notre Dame even though it's got nothing to do it right so we go and see it and we go and see it in a theater and I think that was the game-changer because if we were if I were at home I'd be screwing off on my phone and not paying attention and for three and a half hours you got to be locked in yeah. so seeing it in a theater was the difference maker for me mm-hmm. but I get it if you're at home and you're like man this is just a bunch of dialogue yeah. Robert De Niro's stomping on a guy even though he's close to eighty, it yeah. doesn't it's not very credible. Yeah. So, um, so you weren't in on that one. There was the two poems. Yeah, I just didn't finish. Have it. you seen marriage story? Haven't either. Ooh, oh, that's intense. But you're a young guy, others. you haven't been married. Yes. See, I've been divorced. So that one that one rocked me a little insane. bit. It's that was oh, ooh, yeah, yeah. that was rough. That was that's, rough.
1: Yeah, the most recent, I mean I definitely saw multiple. Um, you know what I saw? Not a, I saw Queen and Slim this off season, but whatever the one is with Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Fox. Oh yeah, 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 and I haven't seen
0: that. that is, and Bree Larson? Uh, I'm trying called? to think of it as well. I saw all the advertisements for it, but I haven't seen it yet.
1: Did you enjoy it? We'll figure out the title. I later. did, I did, I did enjoy it. It was, it was, it was heavy. It was diff. It was, it was a little bit different, but it was heavy, and it was, it was a good story more than anything. But it was, it was good. It was you, you got to be locked in more for the story and yeah. everything. It's not like it's not fast-paced not or nothing. It's not entertainment. Uh, um, but, yeah,
0: it was a good story. And the final one, this is very important to me, and I don't know why, as a 43-year-old man, why I care about this. I like when you guys wear the Navy caps on the road. Right now you sometimes wear the red on the road, depending on what the opponent's wearing. Do you have a preference, Jack Clair- Jack Flaherty? I'd
1: like to wear a little bit more blue every single yes! no matter what, in the sleeves, in the hat.
0: I kind of think like the, like kind of the Nationals have on the road, not necessarily the switching the jerseys, but the blue hat with the red. I just think it's a sharp look. I, just, I Then we got to go blue shirt. Yeah, I know. But they have a problem with going blue shirt. And it's like we're the Cardinals, so we got to wear red. And I'm like, well, the Red Sox don't wear red. And they're red. Well, we I, I know I'm getting into semantics here. part of our color. I agree. So you're with but me on hey, this. This is a breakthrough for you. We funky. are tradi- we, we're tradition. We're It's it's. it's Sam Musial okay. wore blue hats. Sam St. Musial wore yeah, blue hat. that. hats. That's what happens when you're up in St. Louis and you nerd out on this stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jack, you've spent a lot of time with me. It's been great. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. There it is. Jack Flaherty here on the Tim McKernan Show from the com studios. Well, I would like to think uh, that half-hour conversation gives you some insight into why he is so successful. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just—it's one of those things you're sitting across from him. And I've interviewed him before. And it's just, it's just different it's different than god I'm trying to think of any other ball player and the person doesn't have to be as talented as Flaherty where they just have that that intensity it's just one of those things and it's a trait that um you know as we were talking about there's just there's no satisfaction you have to be the best and so you will get up early and work out because you're worried that somebody else is working out and going to get better than you so you go and you keep working and that's Flaherty but on top of it uh, he's an intelligent guy. He's very knowledgeable about the game and the game's compensation structure, which, if you're a Cardinal fan, makes you wonder what he will do when the time comes for him to get paid. Um, and then also, just on a quest to win, just on an absolute quest to win, that's Jack Flaherty. Uh, and, I, and, you know, fitting that we started with talking about Kobe Bryant because there are some similarities there. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert.com Thank you to Mark Hanna, our presenting sponsor for every one of our guests every Monday here on the Tim McCurney Show online at evergreenstl.com. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency and Design Air Heating and Cooling on board with the podcast. They're online at designairservice.com. The number one train dealer in the Midwest. It's hard to stop a train. Design Air Heating and Cooling. Install the humidifier in our basement this winter, and that helped the cause. If you have any issues with your furnace and when it warms up with your air conditioning, make sure that you're going online at designairservice.com and letting Seth Goldcamp and his staff Take great care of you. Designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. It's hard to stop a train. And also Johnny Landoff Chevrolet, Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth exit online at landoff.com. Chevy, find new roads. It's Johnny Landoff Chevrolet, another wonderful sponsor here of the Tim McKernan Show. Thank you to our producers, Gangster Pete and Iggy. And thank you to Jack Flaherty for sitting down with us. And thank you to our sponsors for making it possible. And thank you to you for being a loyal listener of the Tim McKernan Show here on the Inside STL Podcast Network.